Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Welcome to the REI Foundation with Jason and Peely. Uh, we are here with Mike Cowper and Mike Simmons. Thank you so very much for joining us. Morning, guys. Yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah, Morning. happy to be here. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Thank you. We're really excited to hear a little bit more about what you're doing now. And um, I, what we'd like to start with on each podcast is just have you guys introduce yourself, introduce kind of, kind of who you are, where you've been, uh, maybe how you two met. And then just bring us up to speed uh, currently on what, what your business really focuses on and uh, your day-to-day. Yeah, well, okay. Mike and I actually met back in beginning of 2015. He has uh, a longer experience in real estate investing than I did. Uh, so my background was always in sales. I sold copy machines. I sold tax and accounting information with Thomson Reuters. I sold pharmaceuticals um, to doctors and whatnot. But... <clears throat> Uh, one night I was hanging out with my buddy. I've been talking about real estate forever. And then finally he just kind of, you know, took me to task and said, you've been talking about this forever. When are you actually going to do something? So I then took that, um, went to a RIA meeting. And then a month and a half later, I bought my first rental and then bought two more before I met Mike. So I bought about you know, three rentals in a span of three to four months. Um, I was trying to understand how to get more opportunities because the MLS seemed to be becoming more and more competitive. So I just reached out to people locally that were doing direct marketing, um, reached out to Mike and, you know, we sat down, had, had a coffee or brunch or something like that. And you know, he was at a point in his business where he was kind of pivoting. And I'll let him explain that a little bit more, but essentially I came back to him and said, Hey, look, here's how I think I can help you. I think it might make sense for me to work with you for a little while. And um, that's kind of how we started. Uh, I started working for him directly. And then ultimately that evolved into a partnership. But uh, Mike has longer experience. I'll kind of explain his and more of the timeline, put it together. <laughs> yeah. So I started uh, investing in real estate back in 2008. Uh, kind of at a really good time, I guess, for investing. Bad time for homeowners. But um, started investing in 2008. Got in and I was, I was flipping houses. I got lucky enough to find a guy locally here that sort of helped me a little bit, kind of a mastermind group that I got involved in that was that was helpful to at least kind of put some of the basics together for me. So started flipping houses, my wife and I as a team and and did okay. I mean, we, we were we were doing all right. I was working full time, she was working full time and and we were able, it, you know, it was back when there was houses on the MLS. There was a lot of houses on the MLS. It was shooting fish in a barrel kind of. So we were finding houses and flipping them and, and like I said, doing okay, but every every house that we found, every deal that we did was kind of like we started from scratch. We didn't have systems. We didn't have processes and we were getting them done and we were profiting, but it just wasn't scalable. We were kind of hitting a wall. Every time we did it, we would do a couple and then we'd go work on them and then we'd have to go find more deals and kind of that rat race. We weren't doing a good job of it, but I kept going, kept going, eventually was able to leave my job. And, and locally here, it, it kind of, it felt like I was successful because I was a little bit more successful than a lot of the people that were trying it in my market. But, uh, but ultimately I knew I wasn't going to be able to go where I wanted to go. So at, at some point the MLS dried up 
And I would go to these RIAs and, and friends of mine, I would talk to them who flip locally and I would say, you know, how are you guys doing? What's happening? Where are you finding deals? And they're like, oh, there's, there's, we're just dying on the vine. There's really not a lot of deals and we're struggling and we can't find the, the amount of deals that we need. And I go, well, where, where are you looking? Where are you trying to find them? Oh, the MLS. We're, you know, we're on the MLS every day. Like, I'm on the MLS every day. You're on the MLS. All of us are on the MLS. Nobody can find a deal. Let's see a definition of insanity, right? Just yeah. doing the same thing over and over and expecting something different. So, so I thought I, I've got to do something different. I've got to look somewhere else. So I, I knew about direct marketing. I didn't know how to do it, but I, I knew it existed. So I just started researching and talking to people and trying to figure out how to put together a direct marketing campaign. And I put out my first couple of uh, uh, mailings of postcards and I got a deal like right away. And I flipped it. I was like, this is awesome. And, and I kept putting out the mail and I kept getting deals. And at some point there was too many deals coming in for me to be able to handle either financially or my, my contractors were just kind of too busy to really take advantage of it. So I knew all these people in my market who were, who were trying to find deals and couldn't. I just called one of them up and said, Hey, I've got this house. Um, this is the, you know, these are the stats and this is what I would want for it. If you're interested. And he's like, give me 10 minutes and I'll let you know. They called me back and they're like, yeah, that's great. I'll take it. Right. Well, I made in Michigan here, you know, people average 20, 30,000 on a flip. Usually I made 15,000 in like five minutes, you know, 10 minutes waiting for him to call me back. And I was like, this is awesome. So I, I did a few more of those. And then meanwhile, while I was sending out these wholesale deals to a few friends of mine, my, my contractor kind of flaked out on me on my last flip. And at, almost at the same time, I had a, a realtor that kind of burned me a little bit too with some, with some comps and some ARVs. Because at that time, I was still letting my realtor pretty much pull my ARVs for me. And he was off by a mile on one. And I ended up basically breaking even on a house. So I was like, I was at this crossroads, like my contractor kind of flaked. I've got to get rid of him. I'm not happy with my realtor. Meanwhile, I'm making ten dollars to $15,000 a pop on these wholesale deals and putting no money into it, no risk. So I just decided I need to find new realtors, new contractors and start over that way and more money because I'm getting more deals I can handle. Or maybe I'll just switch and just become a wholesaler. And that's kind of what I did. I decided just to switch. I closed out the last few flips I was doing, started wholesaling, going out on appointments myself, answering the calls, you know, kind of doing it all. And I, it was getting to a point where I'm like, I think I'm going to need somebody maybe in the next two or three months, I really should consider bringing someone on. And that's exactly when Mike called me and got a hold of me. We sat down and talked and, and I wasn't really at the time I wasn't really prepared to bring someone on, but I just had a good feeling. He was sharp. Obviously I liked that he was aggressive. He decided to do real estate a few months later at three rentals. Like, you know, you don't hear about that a lot. Most people think about it for a couple of years and then maybe they'll put in some offers. So I'm like, this guy's aggressive he's on top of it. He wrote me back like the next day, very, very organized. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm not really ready, but I'm going to do it now. Like this makes sense. Right. So that's, we went forward at that point. And, and it, like Mike said, eventually became partners and, and that's kind of our background. And I don't know, you want to talk about what we're, what we did from that point and how we got to where we are now? You know, I'd like to just, um, there's a few things that you guys touched on. I mean, one was that Mike, you, you basically, I talked about it forever. And then all of a sudden you go to a RIA meeting and then you, you say, I'm going to get a rental and you do it. A lot of people get stuck in that point of just saying, okay, you know, I love this real estate thing. It sounds awesome. Maybe I'll go out there. What was, what's something that really 
stood out to you that allowed you to, just to take action right away? Because a lot of people get stuck in that, that gray zone where they, they keep talking about it. They actually just don't do it. So you talked about it for a while, but then you go to a real meeting and you take action. What, what was, what's a mindset or what's a step that people can take that can get them to actually take some action out there? Because I mean, that's a huge leap. From, from zero to one is probably probably one of the hardest things to get, get going. Yeah, I think you're right. So for me, I, I've always been in sales. So I'm the, one of the mantras that I always, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable. So I, I always tried to do that. And, you know, I think part of the problem is, you know, it's, if you just give it lip service saying, hey, I'm going to do this, do this, do this, and never actually take any action. It's almost like you're doing something by talking about it. So by actually getting nudged in the right direction to go to the group, that was action taking there. Then the next step, they actually had a coaching program that was available. And I came home, I talked to my wife, I signed up for that the next, I think that, that day or the next day. So I had a little bit of guidance on how to do it. I mean, going back was the best guidance ever in the world. No, probably not. But it gave me enough information that I needed to feel reasonably comfortable. Um, you know, I think with the long-term passive style, you can have a little bit more room for error because you know, on a long enough timeline, you know, you should make money on a on a rental, yes. especially here in Michigan. The returns we've got are outrageous. You know, so you know you can buy houses here for thirty to sixty grand and rent them out for eight to twelve hundred bucks a month. Yes. So, <laughs> so I, I, part I guess the. The taking action part is something I've always been good at. I, I'm, I don't get stuck in the analysis paralysis too often. Um, Mike and I are pretty both are both pretty good about you know if it's if it's a good enough decision now it's a good enough decision just do it then. So we try to prioritize the tasks that we make decisions on. But once we've identified okay this is a good decision it's within our risk tolerance which Mike and I have rather high risk tolerance then we just go for it and then kind of adjust as you need. I think the biggest advice I'd give to people is don't worry about steps eight, nine, and 10 when you haven't taken one, two, and three, because things change and all the things that you think could go wrong often don't. And if something does go wrong, it's one thing, maybe two or three, but you can take those in order. You can't worry about an infinite possibilities of things that could go wrong because yeah. more often than not, they don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. We, we hear a lot of people a lot of time give you all the reasons of things possibly about to go wrong. Yeah, why they don't do it. Why they don't do it, why but it's, it's it. why they can't do it, why they won't do it, why, why maybe they just might not be able to do it instead of just taking the action and then putting out saying, oh, well, that wasn't that bad. And that's what you did. Congrats. That was, that's huge. That's, so, that's great yeah. advice. I mean, don't worry about steps eight, nine, and 10 yeah. until you get to one. And now partner with that, Mike, you, you've been in this business for you know, since 2008. So you got, you had 10 years going, which is a long track record. And what's some advice you have for people that that's really said, okay, Hey, I'm in this for 10 years. Cause people get into something, you know, they try it out for a few months and they say, maybe this isn't working. Oh man, I tried this and hey, I get my best shot. It just doesn't work. What, what's something yeah. that give, has allowed you to sustain and grow and really, mm -hmm. really just be so successful? Uh, I mean, a couple of things. Number one, you're, you're usually closer to breaking through in this business than you think you are. So the people who quit after six months, a year, whatever it is, they're probably not that far away from kind of figuring some things out and getting there. So the difference between people who succeed in this business, I have found, and the people who don't are the ones who stick with it and keep pushing forward. It's really not the matter of who's the smartest, um, you know, who has the best connections, who has the most money. I know a lot of people in this business and, and they're, they're really good people, but they're not all the smartest people I know. They're not the dumbest, but they're just not, it's not like it's this was reserved for only the really smart, right? I mean, anybody can do this. It just, you know, you have to just 
you have to keep pushing. You will have setbacks. There will be things you have that will set you back. And if one setback or one set of bad circumstances deters you, it probably isn't the right business for you anyways, because you're not that passionate about it. But if you stick with it, you're, you're typically a lot closer to breaking through to the other side than you think. You know what I mean? It's just that, that just the, another month, another couple of deals, and, and it will kind of start making sense and, and to you. So really just sticking with it is, is, the, biggest, um, is the biggest obstacle. And, and really what I have found, and I know we'll get into this a little bit later, but I was sort of anti- coaching. I was anti, um, you know, asking for help. Basically I thought it's all out there. I mean, nowadays, and it really is all out there, honestly, but sometimes someone to curate that for you, someone to just sort of help you get past the speed bumps and, and, and avoid the things that they did wrong. It seems like in the beginning, like, you know, why would I want to pay someone to do something I can figure out on my own? <clears throat> you pay for speed and you pay for, uh, someone to help you avoid the mistakes that will cost you money anyways, right? We all make mistakes in real estate that end up costing us money in one way or the other. Even if it's just an opportunity cost that you miss, right? Maybe not money lost, but you lost an opportunity because you failed to recognize that costs money, right? So I'm all about accelerating my learning. I, I'm not patient. Mike's not patient. I don't like exactly. thinking in 10 years, I'll get where I want to be. Like, I want to be there now, right? We, we don't have patience. And the other thing that it's probably not something you need, but it's something that's helpful. And, and Mike and I have it in spades and he kind of touched on it is we have high risk tolerance. It just, I don't, I'm not phased by taking a risk. I'm not phased by things kind of going wrong or, or we're having a little bump in the road or whatever. None of that really phases us. We just look past it and realize what we're going to do to get past it and, and, and what it's going to be like when we do. So I, a risk tolerance is nice. It's great. Um, I, like I alluded to earlier, my wife and I were partners in the business for the first six years and she doesn't have the same risk tolerance I do. And, and so now in our business that Mike and I run, it's sort of like, you know, if you don't like speed, don't get in a car that's going 120 miles an hour. So she doesn't get in the car because it's going 120 miles an hour. She, I, I tell her all the good stuff and I just deal with the other stuff that happens and don't make her worry about it. So it works out well. She's happy with that too, because she knows, she recognizes that, that she doesn't love risk. But Mike and I, you know, Mike and I are gamblers. We'll put all our chips in the middle of the table every time if we, if we need to. So um, again, you don't have to be that way. You can be successful in this business without doing that because the reality is when you're, especially when you're flipping and things like that, it's not really that risky if you do your homework up front. If you know what you're getting into and you know what the house is worth and you know what can be worth, yeah, maybe your profit margin will fluctuate. I thought I was going to make this, but I didn't quite make that. But the, the, the chance of just losing all your money is not as great as people think. It really isn't. It's not insanely risky. A stock is risky. Stocks can just disappear in thin air, right? Houses don't disappear in thin air. Yeah, we have crashes like 08 for sure. But if you're doing long-term projects, you're doing a renovation, it takes three years, yes, you're, you're probably risking a little bit. But a flip takes three months, two months, you know, four or five months. I mean, the chance of the market crashing that fast, you know, you're sort of insulated a little bit if you're, if you're smart about it. So, um, I don't know. You asked me a question. I think I got way off subject, but that's, that's my long answer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're good with tangents. We love tangents here. That's right. <laughs> you keep that's on right. going. I, I mean, I love what you just said. Yeah. Passion, high risk tolerance, um, having no patience, and that, that, that can be a really good thing in this business. Um, it just, I mean, everything you said right there was just amazing. Yeah, I agree. And, and the point about no patience is you guys have your parameters. So your no patience is that you're taking action. You're not waiting to say, yeah. you're not giving you got, got yourself excuses to say, okay, 
you know what? Okay, maybe we'll try this, you know, next week. You're saying, yeah. well, we're going to take action. We're going to take this action right now. Here's our parameters. We're going to go out of full throttle and just and just let it rip and see, see what yeah. it, it plays out. It probably frustrates our team from time to time, but Mike and I just, we. it's hard for us to tolerate. Yeah. Something needs to be done and it just doesn't get done. Like we're just, we just do it, right? If it needs yeah. to get done, it gets done, so. Yeah, trademark penny, but we're we're cautiously aggressive. Yep. So <laughs> the way we like to look at things is let's get it done now. And we I think analyze so part of what works so well with us and our high risk tolerance is no matter who comes up with an idea on our team, um, Mike and I mostly right now are generating ideas. We want our team to continue and start to grow into that phase. But if I come up with an idea, Mike does every single thing in his power to try and destroy that idea. And I do the same exact thing if he comes up with an idea. And if it's still a good idea, then we're like, all right, well, let's try it. Cool. And that, that's kind of the way we think of the risks, right? They're basically just tests that we can nix anytime. Because I mean, nothing, almost nothing is irreversible. So you can test something for a month, two, three, four, five, six, you know, depending on where you're at in your business. You know, now that we're a bigger business, we can test things longer to get true long-term results because real estate's a slow moving market for the most part. So sometimes it takes a little while to get traction. You know, sometimes you start mailers, you don't start seeing the benefits of those for, you know, two, three months, because maybe you have to hit that person that third time for them to want to call you. Cause like, Oh, this isn't a scam anymore. So, you know, being able to make quick decisions, also be able to play devil's advocate enough and then thinking of everything more as a test than anything else. Right. So if something works awesome, let's do more of it. If something doesn't work, we'll, we'll can it quick. Yeah. Um, Nice. I love, I love your, your partnership, the way you guys work together. I mean, just what yeah. you said, you guys kind of play off each other, play off each other's ideas, but also like call each other on them. That's, I mean, that's stellar. And, um, Mike, you, Mike Simmons, you also, uh, <laughs> you also hit upon something we did want to touch. We did, we want to touch on mentors. We want to touch, touch on coaches. You said you were very anti-coaching. I can't say that I was anti-coaching. I did join House Living Formula, which introduced me to Justin Williams, who introduced me to you two. Um, but I was just like, okay, I'll go, I'll go into house flipping formula. And that was actually a gift from this guy for me, for our, uh, we had just gotten engaged. Oh, <laughs> that was his gift. I just want to do it. So, uh, <laughs> and she, and she wanted to take action. So I said, I, I, Here's I some heard action. this guy is taking action. So it's the right path. Yeah. Go take action. Yeah. So. And that, that changed my life. So how did coaching and mentorship change yours? Um, coach. Okay. So it's a good question. The way it changed my life is Mike and I were, like we said, we partnered, we were running, we running our business and, and we were doing, again, we were doing really well. Like most people would have looked from the outside and said, these guys are killing it. Right. But Mike and I, in addition to having high risk tolerance, we also have high goals. We, we don't, we don't shoot low, right? We, we really shoot for the stars. So, we knew where we wanted to be and you know, we weren't, we weren't getting there and we were working our butts off trying, trying to get there. So for us, coaching was a way for us to kind of cut through the clutter and understand the exact steps and, and the, the kind of the roadmap or the playbook for a business that was where we wanted to be. So we started talking to Andy McFarlane in the, in the seven figure flipping group and and Andy, we were like, okay, you're at this level where you are, right? That's where we want to be. We're probably two years behind you according to how long it took. It took him like from where we were to where he was, he said it took him like three years to get there over, over time, right? It was organic growth, trial and error, mistakes, two steps back, you know, one step forward sometimes. So we're like, okay, 
you're there, we're here. What did you do to get there? And oh, by the way, tell us all the things that didn't work as well. So we can just apply the things that did work and tell us exactly what you did. And we will do that exactly. And our thought process was, if it took him three years to get there, but he had to figure it out, if he tells us what he did, yeah. why can't we get there in a year? So that's kind of what we did. We just said, all right, tell us everything you did. We compressed it. And Mike and I are super aggressive. We're, you know, we're impatient. So we just started applying everything he did over the three-year period and just put it into a year and took our business from doing two deals a month on average to doing 15 or more a month by the end of the year. Oh. And so, so what is... What did coaching do for us? It changed our business. It gave us, it yep. took away the ceiling, that, that glass ceiling that we kind of had because we weren't doing things right. And it allowed us to scale really indefinitely, really. I mean, the, the sky's the limit. There's nothing that can really stop us now that we kind of understand how to run our business. The funny thing is most people look at coaching and go, oh man, that's a lot. It's way more expensive to not do it. I mean, think about it. For, for our coaching program, when we jumped into it, the seven figure was, I think, 25 grand. And basically Mike and I go, can we get two more deals from a year program? And that was a no brainer. Yes. But the other benefit, at least in our group, I don't know how all the other ones in the world work out, but not only do we have the guidance specific to us based on people that have already been there and done that, but we also have the group effect. So you're not in this black box where someone's on a call center telling you what to do. You're in a group talking to a bunch of people who've also done it. So I think that support system just helps build confidence, right? Cause it's, it's easy to say, Hey, go send, you know, 5,000 mailers next week. And, and have it come from someone you don't really know. But when you hear a group of people that have all done it and have all said, yeah, this actually makes yeah. the phone ring and we actually get deals from it, it just kind of helps make taking that jump a little bit easier because you know it's not just some guru, quote unquote, to tell you what to do and you're not sure they're still doing real estate anymore kind of thing. <laughs> well, and it's also the competition in the group. Yeah. I know, and this is because, um, the okay, to give a little bit more background, the group that we are all talking about is uh, Justin Williams. Uh, House flipping formula, uh, house flipping HQ, his six flipping, uh, his six figure flipping, and his seven figure flipping. Uh, currently, uh, Mike and Mike head up the six figure flipping, um, and we'll get to that. Um, but in the seven figure flipping, Mike and Mike were actually part of one of the first of the first group, and I remember hearing about a, a contest that you guys actually had. Yeah. Can you, uh, can, you, yeah. can you tell us about that contest? So yeah. the ahead. first meeting of the first, I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't even cut you off. The first meeting of the first group, we were all there and we were kind of doing hot seats and, and talking about our business and kind of tearing everyone's business down and helping each other like with the, what their challenges were. And it was just a good group. You could tell it was a group of people that were really action takers, really, you know, really, really strong, strong business people. And Justin and Justin's, way that he is spontaneously said, all right, first company to get to a million dollars in revenue. I'm going to send them to Hawaii, all expenses paid. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're like, all right, Mike and I are like, so we're super competitive too, but you know, everybody in the group kind of is. So we're like, all right, we're going to do it. And it was kind of this ongoing joke all year, but as it grew, some of the people in the group, a lot of them were in California and they're like, well, Hawaii, yes, for, for California, we've been there. It's close and we've been there. It's great. I've been there too. And Mike's been there. So everyone started saying Fiji would be awesome. So, <laughs> so then it, became, it took on this life of its own. For, for after the first couple of months, everyone was only saying Fiji at that point. So anyways, fast forward, Mike and I won the contest. I don't think Justin A 
gave it any thought before he put it out there. B, I didn't think he anticipated a team winning the winning the the contest. I think he was sort of thinking one person would win. So, anyways, he got kind of roped into sending us to Fiji. So, yeah, we we won the contest, and nice. like I said, you know, for for people from Michigan. Yep. Hawaii's awesome. But then we started telling our wives about Fiji and then they're, they were thinking Fiji and it was Fiji. That was just it. So <laughs> nice. yeah, three weeks away. Oh, awesome. 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 Congratulations, you guys. That's going to be so much fun. Hey, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll we had to delay it a little bit. <laughs> you can we had to delay it a little bit. My wife's a teacher, so we couldn't, we couldn't go right away, but now we're, we're going in a few weeks. So yeah. But, you know, it's the competition that was there. I mean, you guys actually won a prize, but also the prize was the uptick in your business because of this coaching program. And now you're actually heading up your own coaching program and giving back and adding value to other investors' lives. I mean, that's that's huge. Can you uh, touch uh, a little bit upon the six-figure flipping program? Yeah, it, it's really great. It's it's funny. I never really saw myself as a quote unquote coach, but um, you know, when Justin asked us to help, I mean, we help coach with the seven figure group as well. But mm-hmm. our primary thing that we work on right now, it seems to be, is the six figure group, which is more of an accelerator program for people that have maybe taken a little bit of action, but want to be able to scale their business and put more systems and processes in place. Kind of like Mike was talking about when he first started, right? He he do a few things, and he do a few next things, and he had to start all the way over. We try and help and encourage people to make a system that in the process based on what their investing goals are and how to make it happen as quickly as possible. Our goal is to try and get people really on the right trajectory in a 90-day period. And through that, you know, we just actually finished up our three-day intensive. They came here to uh, Detroit and it was awesome that we were able to see everyone come out there. We were able to really dig deep into our business, dig deep into their specific businesses and really give them actionable advice tailored to them personally. It's not just generic information that we're handing out to people. I mean, there are certain things that are repetitive, which, you know, we can send them a video on like how to use list source or something like that. Something that doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of handholding, but everybody has a different goal, has different strategies and has different, you know, resources in terms of personality, people, time. So we really try to work with people to help them get where they're trying to go based on their current situation and, and what their future hopes are. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the idea is to build a business, right? We're not, like we always tell them, we're not handing them fish, you know, during the program. We're trying to teach them how to fish. So the goal isn't necessarily for us to figure out how to get them a deal in 30 days or 90 days or whatever. It's more like, here's how you set up your business. Here are the systems, the processes. Here's where you go to do certain things. Like, so when at the end of 90 days, they clearly understand and they clearly see how to put the pieces together and they've already been put together, hopefully, to take that business and make it a seven-figure business over the next 12 months. So it's really not about like, okay, here's the deal. 90 days, we're going to get you three deals and then we're going to walk away and you're going to have three deals, but not ever know how to repeat that process, right? It's about it's about building a foundation, right? You don't build the attic of a house. You build, you build the foundation. So we want the foundation built so they can put their business on top of that and run it and go forward and, and hopefully get to the seven figure flipping mark or seven figure mark. And then, okay, seven figure flipping too, maybe, but the yeah. seven figure, you know, mark in their business. So that, that's really the goal, right? It's, it's 90 days. You can't, you can't do everything in 90 days, but you can certainly set a foundation and, and set up a business to be run in a way that makes it profitable down the road. Yeah, it's a good plug for our podcast. That's exactly why we call it the <laughs> REI Foundation Podcast because we want to give people at least a basis to oh, be able to set themselves out and get and get out of the gate and and just take action and, and realize that this this isn't 
fantasy. This is not HGTV where you see just, you know, wonderful things yeah. happening. This is a business you can set up that could be very lucrative. You can do a million different things in real estate and all can have a lucrative approach to you, give you any kind of life you want. You can work in real estate full time as a business. You can have it as passive income. You can have it as a, you know, a day job. You can have this while you have a full time job. There's so many different avenues you can take with real estate, but it's all about setting the foundation for where you want to start. Yeah. Yeah. No matter like how much action you take, if you don't have that foundation, if you don't have like systems in place, like you said, it's not going to go anywhere. You need those systems. And it's great to talk with people like you and you, well, Mike and Mike and Justin Williams and Andy McFarlane and everybody else that's part of the seven figure flipping team. Cause it'll take your business to that next level. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a little bit of a quote junkie. And the thing I really like, and if you don't know where you're going, any road can take you there. These types of things, you know, podcasts like yours, coaching programs, if you have the right people in place and the right people coaching it, it gives you that destination. And the destination doesn't have to necessarily be the same for everybody, but it helps you get that. We can give people a roadmap to where they want to be. That's amazing. That's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I guess where can people find you if they're looking for you? Um, if they want to reach out directly to me, if anyone ever has any questions, it's mike.kelper, C-O-W-P-E-R, at webuyroi.com. Um, if anyone's interested in getting deals in Metro Detroit, we don't actually do anything in the city, but we've got a lot of good investing in terms of rentals and flips. You can sign up to be on our buyers list at webuyroi.com. Nice. And um, if anyone has any yep. questions about coaching or anything like that, feel free to reach out directly to me or you guys, and, and we can definitely put them in touch with someone that might you know, help them identify what makes the most sense for them, if anything. And then if they, yep, want, to be a part of, if they want to be a part of like Six Figure Flipping or any of those uh, other coaching programs that you're a part of, how, how could they get a, a hold of you with that? Um, and uh, yeah, they can email the same thing, right? E email mike.cowper at we buy ROI or mike.simmons at we buy ROI either way. Um, also if they want to get a hold of me, you can go to juststartrealestate.com, a shameless plug for my, my podcast as well. So, uh, go to juststartrealestate.com and, and you can get a hold of me there as well. Do That's it. Perfect. Find, find them at juststartrealestate.com. You heard it. This is another podcast that you need to listen to. Just start realestate.com with Mike Simmons. Yeah, a lot of takeaways we have from today is that you guys both came from, from different backgrounds. You both got into real estate in different avenues and uh, you found a, a partnership that worked for both of you that, that allowed both of you to accelerate and also found people to surround yourself with, you know, whether it be just the team you've put together or the mentors you put together that, that have really allowed you to take place or take your business to the next step. But it all came down to you guys taking action and taking those steps to, to really put it in place. And that's what allowed your business to grow. So we really appreciate Thank you guys you. coming on today. Um, yeah, no problem, guys. Leave us with. I mean, you guys gave given us so much thus far. But one more thing. If you could tell the listeners out there anything else, what would be one more? <laughs> uh, go ahead, Mike. I, I don't want to like, I know what my advice always is. And it's sort of self-serving a little bit. But go ahead, Mike, if you have something, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll do it after oh, you. You put me on the, on the hot seat. <laughs> do it. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I would say is just don't be afraid. You know, surround yourself with the right people that are either ahead of you or have the same goals and ambitions as you. And you'll find that you'll find more success because the people that always worry about everything never get to where they want to go. Um, you know, there's a million reasons why you can fail, 
but most of them aren't going to happen. And if you, like Mike said earlier, if you're going to want something, you're going to have to work for it. And there are going to be challenges, but just keep pushing, overcome them, identify why those problems came up, solve them. And hopefully they don't repeat themselves because you can learn from them and avoid them in the future. But just keep working hard and, and don't be afraid. Yeah. And I would say if you're brand new and you haven't done this business yet and you're contemplating it. And the reason I said it's self self-serving a little bit, cause I, I did my pie, started my podcast and called it just about real estate because I think the problem is most people just don't get started, right? They talk yeah. about it. They go to RIA's, they think about it. They read books. They listen to podcasts, which is great, but just start, get out there. Just, just start doing the business, right? Make an offer. You're not a, you're not a real estate investor until you start making offers at least, right? So, so just start. If you're already in the business and you're kind of struggling and you're getting discouraged, I, my personal opinion is seek some, some coaching. It doesn't have to be us. It doesn't have to be formal. Find someone who's where you want to be and, and ask them for help. Just ask for that help. It'll make all the difference in the world to you. Yeah. And I actually just found the website that actually probably direct people. If they just want to learn more about the coaching through Justin and house flipping HQ, it's houseflippinghq.com and then click on the coaching tab. Um, but you know, play around in that website. It's got a lot of information from Justin and his team and we're all a part of that. Yeah. Well, we'll have that at all in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Mike Cowper and Mike Simmons. (laughs) Thank you you two for having us on. This is great. Yeah. This is awesome. It's fun. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thank you. Well, this is Jason Peely with the REI Foundation podcast. Thank you again. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.